0: I don't think we have to introduce ourselves. Just, just I say, think we can just say, ah, oh, so good to be back.
1: Just a reminder that like the host's name is Adam and the, and the producer's name is Logan. That's You're all sure it we have to do. That? Yeah.
0: Now I feel like we're on like some ridiculous... Uh, hey, this is WQTV. I'm but, your but, host. But it's not WQTV. It's the Four Questions <laughs> podcast.
2: He called at my office. It was like 6.30 or 7. And he had called at home. And my wife had said, yeah, he's at the office. So he made a point of calling me at the office. And and he just said, he said, go home. You know, he said, no matter how much you work, how long you work, how hard you work, because of who you are, there will still be more work to do because it'll lead to whatever's the next thing you want to do.
1: Welcome again to the Four Questions Podcast. I'm Adam, your host. And I'm Logan, and I am your producer.
0: Last time we talked a lot about healthy eating and eating in moderation. Uh, One of the great discussions about the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time, stay on. 20%
1: of the time, eat those cupcakes. Absolutely. Shout out to Carly Marhefka, our guest from last week's episode. And we want to thank all the listeners who listened to uh, episode two of the podcast. And we thank you again for joining us on this month's episode. And we are excited because
0: our discussion continues on that aspect of, of health, that aspect of looking inward to ultimately be more whole outward. Uh, and in this episode, we talk a lot about adventure, talk about the things that we look to accomplish and the things um, uh, maybe that are on our bucket list, but we're trying to
1: figure out ways to, to, to accomplish them. Absolutely. I, I, cause I think that there's, well, there's a certain importance in focusing on, you know, what are we putting into our bodies? There's other areas, uh, of health in our life and it, and it's related a lot to the experiences that we have.
0: A- absolutely. And some of those experiences, I'd love to ask you, Logan, what are some of the things that you currently are, uh, are looking to
1: either accomplish or how, how would you define adventure? I define adventure as, going on experiences maybe doing things that i don't typically do every single day and also kind of with the understanding that the outcome of that event, of that event or that thing that i'm doing is not 100% certain so does it have to be random or spontaneous it could be it could be either okay it could be either random or spontaneous or it could be planned Uh, planned randomness and planned spontaneity in the sense of deciding uh, one weekend let's take a road trip right? Like going, like if I say one weekend, instead of staying where I currently am, I'm just going to go travel somewhere. I might've been to that place before. I may have never been there before. And, but I consider that an adventure. There's no schedule. There's no set
0: plan. I would tell you, it's so interesting you say that because now being aged, I probably saw a lot of that in my twenties. I didn't, and I'm not equating age to maturity (laughs) by any stretch of the mean. But what I, what I see now is, um, what I've come to realize though, is more than just the experiences you have outwardly, uh, adventure is really about a frame of mind, uh, cause we can go anywhere, right? We, we have the ability to do anything, go anywhere, but how do we frame our mind to really put ourselves in a position that each and every day we're looking to fulfill the goals that we've laid out for ourselves. We are confident and, Comfortable with the accomplishments that we're, we're making on a daily, weekly, and yearly basis, and, and we're setting new opportunities and holding ourselves accountable for those opportunities we have in life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a certain utility to what's the mental experience that we have from these adventures, right? How are we taking in everything that we're experiencing? What do we keep? What do we what do we kind of throw away mentally? And when we come back from it, how is it how is it enhanced? Our our lives. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, I say that because, you know, I, I did, uh, you know,
0: I went surfing and bartending as a young, uh, as a 20-some-year-old. I moved out of my hometown just to do it, to challenge myself. I've lived in a war zone at a particular time and place. And I, I think while they're great stories, and I love telling stories, and I love the opportunity to listen to people's stories, uh, I think what's even more exciting, and I think what's great about the upcoming guests we have today, is, um, what is the, the pieces of an individual story that brings it all together? And and I think Doug Jones, um, who we're excited to listen to today, uh, shares with us, not just his personal story, but really how, uh, how he's taken adventure, um, and how he's really, uh, connected with his, uh, with the feelings of kinetic and physical activity as a way to really transform his world. Welcome to the podcast, Four Questions Podcast, Doug. We are excited to have you here. Now, you are uh, the associate vice president of economic development at uh, Seed, which is stands for Center for Innovation and Economic Development at Santa Fe. That's a mouthful. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, the college launched that program about ten years ago, and so I've been been doing that the last ten years.
0: So what is so? Uh, if you could talk about the story of getting to the seed and, and kind of what led you into economic development, building, uh, talk about a little bit about what the seed does okay. uh, and how it's expanded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we'd love to learn more. Okay. Well,
2: previously I'd worked both at the university of Florida and at Santa Fe college, but in a different capacity, most, most of my time working very directly with students, uh, which I still love to do, you know, and, uh, um, but 10 years ago when the when Santa Fe College launched The Seed, uh, I had a conversation with Dr. Sasser, who's our president at the college. And, um, and the vision that he and our provost had for, for the role – the expanded role that Santa Fe College needed to have in terms of local economic development and, and, and being – facing the college a little more directly to the business community um, was an exciting and interesting opportunity. And, and I'm, I've always been somebody that's kind of entrepreneurial – in nature, even though I've always worked in higher education, uh, the opportunity to to build something new that 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 fills a space both for the college and the community that that is a good thing and is an asset was was an interesting opportunity. So that's how I how I got into that role.
0: So what does a seed uh, do? Yeah, yeah within so the, the local community.
2: Yeah, so the seed is is you know Santa Fe College's face in the business community, and there's really four components of what we do there. Working from the, uh, I'll call it the simplest to the more complex. Um, we have meeting space and our seminar workshop, you know, type of a place where people are, are hosting events and, and you know, or trainings or, or, or seminars. We have space for them to do that. Uh, we do that in many cases just gratis because it's something that the community needs. And then in some cases, it's a, you know, somebody is, is, selling a workshop and, and, and they can get space from us. The second thing we do is the college's community education program. Now, community education is non-credit classes that people take for their own recreation and leisure and, and personal interest. It might be how to grow African violets. You know, it might be a walking historical tour of downtown Gainesville. The third component is what we call continuing education. Which, like community education, is non-credit, but the goal for continuing education is people's personal and professional development that helps them in the workplace. So often it's somebody who wants to sharpen their skill set to, to do a better job at what they're doing. Maybe they want to get a promotion. Maybe they're going to, to pivot and, and do something different in their career. But their motivation for taking the courses is the information, knowledge, and skills more than to earn a d- diploma. Then the fourth thing, which is the newer piece and the one that, that a lot of people find interesting, is our business incubator. So we've, we have been working the last almost eight, 10 years, nine about nine years now, with, with helping individuals who have an idea, have energy, and who are coachable to, to – to vet an idea, to put a business model around it, and to launch it into a successful business. So we, we've done that at the seed, and then we expanded that to another incubator facility that, that we have that's owned by the city called Tech, but we manage that incubation program as well. Mm-hmm. Between both incubators, we have about 50, maybe 55 companies now. The seed is maybe better... Suited to lifestyles, services. Uh, yeah, I won't I won't say traditional business, but 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 people who are who are selling either um, services or ideas, and we have some not for profits there. Over in the G Tech Incubator, we have more technology and and product development types of companies. So our our goal there is to get cohorts in each place. To where the entrepreneurs, the collisions that they have in the hallways and in our meetings uh, generates opportunities for them to help each other, learn from each other, and, and leverage the assets that each other that they, that they may be able to share with each other, telecast.
0: So, Doug, I, I, mm. we're getting to learn so much about you right okay. now, and just like a little bit of a, a uh, snippet uh, mm. is not only are you the economic uh, economically developing within the local community, mm. you are a telecaster, a color commentator for uh, wheelchair basketball leagues. Mm. How did you get involved in, A, tele, uh, color commentating mm-hmm. and, and being part of the wheelchair basketball circuit?
2: wheelchair basketball first because I uh, acquired a disability as, as a junior in high school. So once I transitioned to being somebody who was living life as a paraplegic, I was still the same athletic person that I was before the injury. So that led to me playing wheelchair basketball. So I played a, you know a number of years, a lot of years and, and with some level of success uh, as a player. And then I coached wheelchair basketball for a number of years in the uh, Dallas Mavericks organization. So the transition after that to color commentary is the same thing you see in the able-bodied world if yeah. you if you've done it a little bit, uh you know, they'll get somebody who can do the play-by-play who's uh, very well spoken and can follow the action and, and also somebody- one heck
0: of an athlete.
2: It, when, which
0: would it, mean that you're mm-hmm. a heck of an athlete.
2: Well I did okay. I did okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to
0: be humble, I uh, did okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And it appealed to me because uh just like the entrepreneurs that we that we work with, I'm somebody that's attracted to to what's new and interesting and and you know, what's another opportunity. So I've throughout my life and career, you know, tried to assemble a list of of I've done this once or twice, uh, you know, I've, I've never really been somebody who wants to do the same thing over and over again. And that's actually helped me be comfortable and successful working in the incubator, because every day, every week, it's a you know, it may still be business startup, but it's a completely different business that has a whole different set of challenges. So even in the instances, you know, that I, which is basically every instance where I have no equity in a company or no ownership, I still get to live vicariously with a lot of these really exciting launches and, you know, and, and us fulfilling to the best we can, the potential that somebody's business idea
0: has. That's amazing. So as you, um, as you think about, um, you just talked about th- this list, this mm-hmm. in some capacity, a goal list. Yeah. Um, what is one of those things on your list? that you're extraordinarily excited to accomplish?
2: To have done or- To have done. Have done. Um, I got to do st- stunt work in a movie with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence a number of years ago. I,
1: Which movie?
0: A
2: movie called Bad Boys. Of
1: course. Yeah, so. and a, little a, yeah. little a little movie. A little movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just just this little movie called Bad Boys. Yeah. That's amazing. So, uh,
2: you know, I still get residual checks and- uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, it's on TBS like every five minutes, <laughs> and that's
2: why I'm still getting checked. And the ironic thing with it is, um, and I and I I do uh, most people don't necessarily know the difference between irony and coincidence, but ironically, um, I would have paid them, you know, <laughs> for the day. It was on your list. It, yeah, it was on my list of things to do. So you know, so if if we if we construe the terms very loosely, I can say. The you know I'm a Hollywood stuntman right because I did it one time well, twenty you, years ago yeah I,
0: I would assume you're part of the union.
2: <laughs> Actually, I am. See, yeah, I,
0: I think um yeah. I think
1: that qualifies. Hollywood yeah, yeah, stuntman. Yeah. You are a Hollywood yeah, stuntman. Yeah.
0: If you are part of the union, you yeah, are then yeah. you know I, I think there's an there's a cause effect yeah. relationship there.
2: And I did save a photocopy of the initial check because it did say you know it didn't say Hollywood stuntman it said stunt work so so just in you know just. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what is so now that you've said something that you have accomplished that uh, should, that's that's uh, that stands out? What is something that is currently on your list mm-hmm. that you are either working towards or something you're really excited to accomplish?
2: Hmm, that's a, that is a good question. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of reaching a point in my career now where I'll I'll retire from Santa Fe in three years, so I, I will do something completely different then, um, and you know I, uh, I I will probably do some traveling which is I mean a lot of people have that on their list um, but you know I may find a way to do something in ath- else in athletics you know I'll uh, uh, you know I'm uh, excited right now about what the University of Florida is doing with the new baseball stadium and and renovating the softball stadium um, so you know maybe I'll look for opportunities to, to support those efforts in terms of of, of working on fan experience and, and most specifically maybe accessibility types of issues. If that, if that opportunity presents itself.
0: So you kind of mentioned accessibility issues and I, I don't want to steer you in this direction by mm. any stretch of the mean. I, mm. um, but I am going to ask mm. what, you know, three years to retirement, you talked mm. about all, you know, that you mm. have this list of accomplishments that mm. you've been excited to accomplish. What, what are you most passionate about right now? Uh-huh. Um, it's this is going to be kind of a broad
2: answer um, the the ability to do things that impact favorably other people's lives right now I'm Outside of the scope of, of what we're doing at The Seed, I'm very involved with something called the Children's Movement of Florida, which is an initiative to help make um, the needs and, and challenges faced by students a higher priority. And um, and it's just simply based on the idea that that if, if we can, by the time they're five years old, have every child in the state of Florida healthy, prepared to learn as a kindergartner, and And in a safe and and, in good place, um, the impact of that may not show up for 12 or 15 years in some cases. But from a societal standpoint, you know, we solve 70% of the problems that we are faced with with adults, you know, by by generating that type of an opportunity. So anything that that I'm able to find that I can – see ROI, return on investment, that I can be intentional and purposeful about, about, uh, playing some part in, in making a change that will benefit, you know, and it's not really a legacy because I'm not really looking at it as a dug thing as much as a, as a, you know, 25 years from now, even if I'm not living anymore, um, if this community is a, is a better, healthier, more vibrant more balanced community where there's there's greater equity, you know, and and there's greater opportunities across the continuum, then I'll have accomplished
0: something, you know that that will have been meaningful. How does that pa- How does that passion uh, impact the work you do, either at the seed or or mm-hmm. uh, beyond the volunteer aspects of what you're doing? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I think I think at the p- when when we're aware that that among the many resources and assets that we have available the most significant ones are are the, are people you know so clearly you can make a lot happen more quickly if you've got revenue you know clearly you know there's there's pieces that impact how rapidly we can um uh Help somebody meet their potential, but at the at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, what what really causes and drives success are, are the human beings and the people that are involved in it. So so I think that piece motivates me because when you no know, when people come into our office and they have an idea, um, it's uh, you know I'm not going to say it's like their child but in some ways it's something that it, that is meaningful to them and and you will find almost without fail that the entrepreneurs who are successful in launching a business is because they have a passion about something that they are trying to fix or create more than i want to get rich mm-hmm. you know the the making money is is a acceptable and and more than acceptable is a nice uh I don't want to say side effect, but it's, you know, but that comes naturally. Most of the great things that have happened is because people see something that should be better could be better and they want to fix that and then they figure out they were so right about it and then it has energy behind it and then it's easier to monetize and scale and then the next thing you know, they've got enough money to turn to whatever's the next
0: exciting and interesting thing that they do. So how would you... Personally, define success.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if if at the end of each day somebody can say, "I did things today that were meaningful," you know, and I know that's a very broad type of a thing, but 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 that it's important to me because because not every company that comes to incubate with us has aspirations of becoming the next. Dell or, or Microsoft, for plenty of them, they just want a company for themselves and and two partners, or you know, and they they want to uh, maintain control of their own lives, you know, and 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 part of that is you know the millennials are more naturally that way than than others, you know, they there's a value that they place on on accomplishing what they need. To be happy, but not letting that be what drives every minute of their day. You know, they do. You know, they do that. They grow that, and and if it's something that has the ability to grow beyond what they want to do, then they they sell it and and move on to something else. You know, so the piece of of being able to to help people um, create the the freedom. Some of it comes with with money, but some of it comes with just their own mindset to, to, to be able to choose, you know, it's kind of almost like a functional independence type of a thing, you know, you know, we reach a point when we're, we are most happy and fulfilled when we have control of, of the things that we need, you know, and how, what we each choose to say is what we need may be different, but, but if what we need, we have the capacity to To provide for ourselves and others around us, then then we're able to just relax into to living and being. Are we really happy able people. to
0: relax, Doug? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, some more than others, right? Yeah. Well, and 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 your point's a good one. For some people, what they need it, you know, and and relax may have not been exactly the right word. Um, <laughs>
0: no, it's a good word. It's a good I, one. I'm just trying to figure out how. <laughs> but yeah. But
2: for some people, but but you know what? If that's honestly, if that's not where you're heading it's probably not what what drives you you know yeah. you know and it honestly for a lot of people it's it's you know there there are people who you know when we try and and talk to them about achieving life balance and life balance is a really interesting discussion but for some people working a whole lot it doesn't mean it's not balance for who they are yeah if that's what they love you know why should somebody um you know as long as it's not creating damage to their health or or their relationships or things like that. But but if somebody wants to wake up on a Saturday and come do more of what they were doing on Monday through Friday, that just might mean that they've chosen something good to do, you know?
0: It's about devotion, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and how you, how you bring devotion into your life, and how do you uh, understand there are multiple components that fulfill ourselves is, mm-hmm. is so key. And I, mm-hmm. I, you know, just in talking about your personal passions and mm-hmm. and that definition of success, um, how has that both both your passion and your and your definition of success uh, inspired your career? Uh, your life, your service, your love, and, and so much more?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's
0: an interesting question. And and sometimes
2: I wonder myself what impact acquiring the disability had, you know, as as a high school junior. Um, sometimes I go, would I still, and the answer may be I still would care about the same things, maybe, you know, because we all have a lot of things that shape who we are. And um, so I um, you know, I, I've always, you know, on the wall in my office, I have um, some words that were, uh, you know, they're called wall words, but they're, you know, it's a quote, uh, you know, that says 20 years from now, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm paraphrasing, but 20 years from now, we'll have more regrets about the things that we didn't do than the things that we did do, you know, sail away from the safe harbor. So, so. I've because that's been an important thing for me always. Um, uh, most of the things that I've done, you know, and and I'm you know I'm not advocating do crazy reckless <laughs> things, you know. Done, uh,
0: you were stunning. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Says the now
2: Hollywood. Stunt <laughs> yeah, there from we go. The
0: little yeah. known movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so, but but even uh, even things that are not that type of risk, you know, uh, you know, uh, sell my house and you know and buy and put it all in cryptocurrency, you know, so... Um, that's not
0: a good idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, it might be. I hear the market's but, coming back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, um, but to you know, to be able to, you know, to, to strike the point that's right for you uh-huh. in terms of that. And, you know, and I try not to um, uh, expect that everybody needs to get more on the edge. Um, but I can assure you that the people who miss that mark, five times as many of them miss it being too safe than being too risky. It's my my opinion anyhow, because most of the people who you're able to help take a calculated risk and move a little bit out of a comfort zone, whether it's interpersonally or in a business, almost without fail, they will, after the fact, say I'm so glad I did that. You know, even if, even if a business didn't succeed, people will say, I'm, I'm happier with myself that I threw my hat in the ring, that I tried that rather than just going through the rest of my life going, wow, I could have owned a restaurant. I always wanted to be a restaurant owner and never doing it.
0: So thinking about that, is there a regret that you think about, uh, that you maybe drives you in the sense of saying, I'm not going to let that feeling come back? Um, Um, not many, you know, (laughs) most of
2: my, most of my regrets are maybe more, more, uh, you know, maybe there's something where I say, gosh, I didn't, um, you know, I owed some person, uh, you know, uh, greater kindness than I, you know, or, or, you know, or something like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, um, but if, if I, one of them that I did fix, that, that I think is a good example is back in 1998, um, there was a uh, a camp for uh, for the, they were choosing the U.S. national wheelchair basketball team to go play in an event in Australia. And I had the opportunity, I was going to try out, um, but the person that was a coach of the team knew my organizational skills and said, you know, would you be interested in being the, what's called the team leader, which is the administrative liaison that goes, you know, there's, three coaching staff, at this person, and 12 athletes. And because I wanted to go to Australia and because I was excited about it, I, I said yes. So I did that. And I had a, a very nice time in Australia. We had a, you know, a good team, and, and it was generally good. But I spent a lot of the time watching the guys who were playing play and going, I wish I was playing. you know. Yeah. So the next opportunity... I didn't do that. I tried out for the team. I did not make the team, okay, which is important because at the end of the day, I was and am still happier with myself because I didn't sell myself short in terms yeah. of, you know, I didn't take the the safe guaranteed, I get to go to Australia, you know. Yeah. Um, so that would be an example that that I think – um, I've carried since then and that was 98. So what's that 20 years ago? And, and I, (laughs) (laughs) and I will still think of that in times when, when it's like, am I going, you know, and I, and I worry is too strong of a word, but from a societal standpoint right now, sometimes I think younger people, you know, and it's, it's just the way things have worked out, but, um, there's things that are scripted so much more carefully now even how parents what their kids do and don't do and people are groomed so much for certain types of things that that i'm i'm not sure that that people get that opportunity to to get out of their the safe zone you know and there there's a an old uh, and people probably know it a famous poem that um you know it's kind of a, f- a father to a son type of a poem and there's a piece in it that's you know it says when you'll be a man and there's a piece in it that says if you can um if you can face um failure you know um and if you can handle success and if you can treat those imposters the same you know then you'll be a man mm. and that and that so the point for me on that is is we are who we are you know with our successes, with our failures, you know, and and it doesn't. Def- when we fail at something, doesn't diminish who we are, wow. you know. So sometimes we rob ourselves or our children of the opportunities to to, to know themselves better by having experienced both failure and success, and learning that it it doesn't define, you know, those. Neither of those things, you know, and and the the success one is just as much of a problem. You know, people who have who have too much success that maybe yet haven't earned and 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 don't have a very real picture of who they are oh. because the you know they're they're defining themselves by that success instead of who they are.
0: What you just said was extraordinarily powerful Mm. um it's one of the things i'm challenged by as a father every day Mm -hmm. Uh, living in a society currently and i I don't i don't mean you know all of our societies are different Mm -hmm. than what was 10 years ago five years ago three years ago uh 50 years ago um is with so much that exists to capture failure there's Mm -hmm. almost a fear of that failure Mm -hmm. uh and that's exactly what we need to become more self-aware and more mm-hmm. um, uh, honest with ourselves to understand how we take that next step in success. Right. And it's right. it's very powerful. So I ask you, um, what is something that you commit to a hundred percent? And w- by doing so, mm-hmm. what consequences, positive and negative, mm-hmm. do you face with that commitment? Mm-hmm. Wow, a hundred percent. Okay, ninety five, good okay. too. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty committed, um, to, to, um, to being active, you know, uh, and that's not to say that I don't have a, you know, a day that I just want to sit and read a book and so forth. But, um, but you know, I'll, I'll run at least a day a week. Um, you know, usually about four miles. Um, I, you know, I try and, and, uh, and keep, track of the fact that for me, especially, um, the other components of my life, um, stay together better. If, if I at least do something that is, that gets me physically tired at a level that matches how um, mentally tired I might get from all, all of the work. Um, I think sometimes, um, it's easy to, um, to back off of that you know to 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 reduce the priority for for you know running exercising going for a walk those types of things because we are so busy but it's you know when we do that we make ourselves often less efficient when we are trying to f- focus trying to concentrate trying to sleep you know those types of things so i'm pretty committed to the idea that 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 you know unless you know, one of the days this month that I, I – and I have a friend that I run with, um, we – it it looked ominous and we said, it'll be okay. And of course, you know, two minutes later, it was a downpour and 45 minutes later when we finished running, every bit of us including my cushion, my chair, you know, everything was, was soaked but – um, but you know, yeah, w- there's, there's, um,
0: and how much better did you feel though?
2: I, I did. It, yeah, it was,
0: it was rainy. It yeah. was, you're wet. Yeah. But mentally, yeah. um, uh, physically, you're like, yeah.
2: And once you, and once you, it's like so many other things. As soon as you accept, you know, like the rain started in two minutes. After five minutes, when we were soaked, as soon as you accept, I'm not going to be dry you know so and i'm going to when i get home i'm going to throw everything in the dryer i'm going to use a blow dryer in my chair and and i'm going to take a nice shower you know Fine. yeah i'm just giving into it you know what i mean it's just what's going to
0: happen <laughs> give into the universe
2: <laughs> you know and i think um and uh, another thing that i'm pretty committed to uh, and this is more of a mindset type of a thing is is an I want to be careful because the term I'm going to use for it may mean you know there's certain buzzwords huh? but it's being um I'm I'm really purposeful in in what I do and and you know an example for that might be if I have a plant in my office okay I'm either if I'm going to have that plant I'm going to water it you know I'm going to prune it I'm going to make sure it gets sun and I'm going to grow the plant if if I don't want that plant I, I'm gonna give it to someone, or it's gonna be gone from my office. You know, I don't make decisions by by failing to be intentional and yeah. purposeful about them. I so you know even even though there's you know we just talked about the universe speaking to us. I try and you know it's not that I don't tune into what the universe is saying, but but along that same kind of mindset, I also don't just. Fail to to you know I'm a big person for locus of control. Yeah. I, I'm completely in charge of my own happiness. You know, and that's a naive statement because clearly if I walked out in the parking lot here and somebody walked up and bumped me on the head with a club, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I shouldn't say that's my own fault. Yeah, <laughs> but to to extend that thought, I would ask myself. You know, it did. should I have known this, whether this was a safe place or not? Did I look around at all when I came out? Because you see, there's so many things that I can't fix and control. Yes. So when I worry about that, you know, if I get on social media and rail about some idiotic thing that some other person did, I'm not helping anything or fixing anything. To the degree that I can choose to impact the things that I can choose and be purposeful about it and desire a certain outcome, um, I'm... I'm pretty diligent about that.
0: Yeah, I, I think, uh, mm. you know, the way you've explained it, I think, is spot on is mm. that this idea of control versus what we do and don't control is very mm. important. And I mm. think there's a lot of times that we're worried about the things we can't control right. getting bonked on the head or right, something right. we can't control. Right. What we can control is... Did we do the things necessary right. afterwards? Did we get the right medical attention? Right, right. Did we feel uh, how are we feeling emotionally, right, right. physically after right. that? And what did
2: we learn from it and what's next? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is
0: that I think that those are the things we can control. How do, how do we control? We can't control it rains, right? but we can control going out and running in the rain and feeling great afterwards. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's very powerful. So yeah. uh, one more question before the big four okay. is what – are the, uh, the five or up to five yeah. um, must-read books mm-hmm. that have had the greatest impact on your life, mm-hmm. uh, career, love, experiences. Um, mm-hmm. Love to hear those.
2: Okay. Um, gosh. Um, I, I've enjoyed several of Malcolm Gladwell's books. Huh. I'm a um, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, especially, especially um, The Tipping Point, you know, because um you know, because I think there's so much, uh, and it connects with the conversation about being purposeful. You know, in terms of um, uh, of, of when we understand what you know where a tipping point is, and 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 when we and when we can use that to make a purposeful uh, decisions on what we do. So that one was a big one, and and also just understanding um, the implications that that our own culture and history, you know, play in, you know, in things, you know, whether it was the, the component of the book about the, the problems that one of the airlines was having and, and how it was culture, you know, that, that contributed to that. So, so that and, and Blink I liked as well, although, uh, you know, with Blink, the thing that is ironic for me is, is um, I loved the book. But I got it pretty quick, you know. So I was all along. I was going just like blink. It's like I can thin slice it. I get it, you know. <laughs> so so the first the first half I liked better than the second half. Um, I, I actually I, I read lately more fiction than than uh, you know. So I'll I'll enjoy books that to where maybe there's a um, um, the author's um, vocabulary is there's a sweet spot for me. To where it'll be like, wow, that's a good word that really paints a picture for me, but not like, okay, let me set the book down and go get a my dictionary. Um, so, so that'll happen. What's, some.
0: A f- what's a fiction book that fits um, into that realm? Yeah, for Yeah,
2: um, lately I've read. I, I started reading some of Randy Wayne White's books, and I and those, uh, you know, there's things I like about them, and and uh, um, especially. Um, you know, t- they take place in Sanibel and Captiva. Um, I like that the protagonist in the book um, succeeds by by noticing things, figuring out things, you know, and it's a, you know, it's a espionage thriller type of thing. So he does have to punch a few people in the nose, but, but most of his success isn't because he shoots a bunch of people or punches a bunch of people. You know, he, he figures out how to navigate people and culture, um, to, to, to get outcomes. And, um, so, you know, he's one, you know, I've, um, and I, I will read more of the ones that are, are those types of thrillers, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I, um, you know, we, I've got right now, um, Kristen Hadid's, uh-huh. Uh, book, you know, uh, permission to screw up, you know. So I, I do. I will plug that one because I think it's a great book for for new entrepreneurs in terms of of understand, not being fearing failure and understanding that that most of the lessons you're going to learn are lessons from from mistakes like that. Um, so you know, that's probably a couple. You know, Those are uh, great. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no,
0: that's yeah. that's great. I yeah. I thought you were going on to ten. Uh, I yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time I ask that question, I'm sitting here going, okay, more books to read. Yeah, you've got to add to your list. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I so, do
2: like Where the Wild Things Are. <sighs> you know. That's a good one. one. Look at that. that, is a
0: and, good that one. and
1: that brings us to five. That okay. brings
0: us to uh, so our big four questions. What does it mean for you? And you mentioned this before mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to live a balanced life. Mm-hmm. And how do you accomplish it? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh,
2: balance. I think for me is um, goes back to that. I, I know I'm in balance if if when I get up in the morning I'm enthusiastic about what I'm going to do, and and when I go home at the end of the day I'm. It was a little bit hard to to leave what I was doing because I was enjoying it, but what I had ahead of me at home was enough <laughs> more appealing at that moment, you know. To, to you know, because that you know, there's been times that it was harder for me to 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 leave the office and get home, and and my dad, who was a you know successful businessman and a, a very hardworking guy, uh, one time, you know, when when my well my daughter's 22 now so she was probably about 4 and my son was probably 1 he called at my office it was like 6:30 or 7 and he had called at home and my wife had said yeah he's at the office so he made a point of calling me at the <laughs> office and and he just said he said go home you know he said no matter how much you work how long you work how hard you work because of who you are there will still be more work to do because it'll lead to whatever's the next thing you want to do and your children Will not be four and one again so um so that um, is a message that that I have you know I tried to you know to to keep in 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 terms of me finding that balance point um, and and just diversity of what I do. I have a lot of um, I have a lot of friends and people who who I enjoy and appreciate being around so i I'll, I probably in a month in thirty days in a month, I will probably have lunch with at least a dozen or so different people. <laughs> um, and some of them are people who are maybe mentors in my past or former work colleagues and people who I don't get to, I wouldn't see as often. Um, and that helps, that helps me with balance because there are people whose perspective helps shape who I am in many cases and, and people whose company I enjoy and, um, you know, and now it, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say it busts the budget, but you know, if you go out to lunch every day, you know, something gives somewhere else. But um, but that's a that's a, a balancing perspective piece for me, um, you know, and and, and um, and the exercise piece.
0: Yeah. So you talk about uh, this this idea of balance, and, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt it's challenging. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult to find. And thinking about the eleven components uh, mm-hmm. focused in the podcast, uh, which one do you feel most resonates with you, and why? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: incredibly difficult because every one of them virtually does, and they all, you know, if, if you know, there might be one here and there that you can be deficient in, but but they, you know, they just all have to be there. Um, so for me, you know, maybe if I chose one right now, I might say the kinetic piece, um, just because so much of what keeps me balanced and healthy is, is keeping moving, you know, and moving in terms of exercise, but also moving mentally, you know, in terms of, of on, you know, I don't know if that it's really kinetic, but, but you know, it's the—you uh, know, I went down the Ishtukne one of the days last week. And, and I was—as I went down the river, I was looking, and there's spots to where you can see the current moving. Mm. It's the same river, and six or eight feet over, it's not moving as fast. And, um, and you know, so I try and figuratively—I <laughs> try and stay where the water's moving— because I'm typically a lot more excited and enthusiastic about what's next than I am about about what's past. And mm-hmm. in, in fact, in fact a weakness of mine is is I I move on so quickly from everything behind me whether it was a success or a failure that that there's times that you know, and I'm a big sports fan. Somebody might say, "Oh gosh, you know, you remember the Auburn game in 2015?" <laughs> You know, or or worse yet, they'll say 2005, and I'll be like, I don't even remember the one in 2015. You know, I I went, I loved it. You know, and but but you know what I'm you know, yeah. I, I'm a lot more interested in what's going to happen in the Auburn game in 2018 you know, then I, then remembering what happened in 2015.
0: It's powerful to use the imagery of water. There's a Hebrew word called etan, um, Mm -hmm. which um, it means flowing water, but it's, it's really the, it means strength, Mm -hmm. but it means strength in the idea of flowing water. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this idea that not physical strength, Mm -hmm. but this strength of how water constantly flows to get you from one place to the next place. And, and to have that courage to go on that strength of of flowing water is very powerful. Um, uh, so how do you best embody the characteristic of kinetic uh, mm. in your life?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, by staying moving, both in terms of, of being committed to, to exercise, um, by staying moving in terms of, of not letting myself get bogged down in my own office, um, you know, by accepting almost every opportunity I have to go somewhere different. Um, uh, you know, just being aware that 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 movement um is is what works for me um and and is what ke- makes me and keeps me
0: happy wow. so the last of the big four okay what is one piece of advice you would offer to those seeking to find greater balance in life mm-hmm. hmm um
2: you know, I'm I'm trying to avoid anything that you know. There's some that we've that we've all heard. You know, uh, you know, find something you loved and you'll never work another day. You <laughs> know, which is an absolute gem. You know, but in terms of trying to think of something that um, that uh, that maybe people don't think of every day. I might go back to the, to the Dickens quote, you know, in terms of, of, of understand every day that, that every day we have is a, is a gift. Okay. (laughs) And every day is an opportunity that we don't get back, you know, and it's okay if it's a day that's spent, you know, paying dues and, and, and doing things that get us from a, to, to a next point that we're very enthusiastic about. But, um, uh, but to to be careful not to f- to to fail to grasp the opportunities that that the universe provides to us, you know, and to not be intimidated or afraid to do something that's that's not what somebody else expected you to do or told you to do or what was the thing you were supposed to do. Um, uh, that would I think that's the key for me. like. you know, we it you know, and the term I use is adventure. You know, our li- we have the opportunity for every day of our lives to be an adventure,
0: you know. <laughs> I would expect you to not use another word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, but, yeah. Adventure
0: is the perfect word yeah. for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A- e- even in line at the
2: grocery store, I mean, we can choose to, to have an interesting conversation with the cashier that's checking us out, or we can look down at our food and, you know, and, um, and uh, at the end, end of a day that we did those types of things um we've we i at least i know i do had gain energy from that and the people we encounter the cashier at publix her day or his day is is probably a better day if they had you know if somebody commented on something and had a little connection rather than just check 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 you know yeah. here's my credit card
0: yes. so I'll just ask you a question that's uh, potentially on the podcast or potentially on social media mm-hmm. is what is one question that you like to ask someone to get to know them
2: mm-hmm. um, there's two okay, okay. Um, fantastic um, and we uh, only have
0: room for one no. and, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs>
2: one of them is a safer question okay, okay. I, I I like to ask people you know what what inspires you? What, what motivates you? Um, because you see, I feel like if I can know two things about somebody, I can be a good friend to them, or I can be a good supervisor for them, or I can just be somebody that, that has a positive influence on their life. And the first part is that, what is it that they, that they crave? What is it, you know, is it, is it attention? You know, is it money? You know? Um, and then the second one that's, that, scares people if you ask them is you know what is it that you really fear hmm. <laughs> you know because they're like why do you want to know
0: besides bugs
2: <laughs> right. but it's but it's useful you know it's useful to know and and i usually say to people I'm and i'm not talking about snakes yeah, or, or exactly. bugs or something because you know some people fear being alone hmm? you know some people fear being in, insignificant You know, some people, you know, fear being overwhelmed, you know, being embarrassed. So to the degree that we can understand what it is that moves people in the right direction, what it is that stops them from moving, we can be better uh, friends, better supervisors, better family members for for all of them.
0: So you have just uh, you've just accomplished an extraordinary goal today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if this was on your list before, but yeah. I can imagine it's on your list now. Uh-huh. You have just accomplished being a guest uh-huh. on the four questions podcast. All right, What could See be better than that? Not much, right? Yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> another thing to put on my list of, <laughs> of things that I've you done. You can put
0: it post-dated, post-dated. Yeah. post-dated. So yeah, yeah, you can, you can say, Oh, I did it. Now, but I really wanted to do it on June first., <laughs> and so now you've done it. Done it yeah. you what you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah.
1: So uh, first of all, Doug, uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. But I uh, know, we really did appreciate you having on the podcast with us today. Mm-hmm. Um I really also appreciated your um, your stance on, you know, sort of what keeps you going in that. Um, you know, so your sort of your outlook and how you're always looking forward mm-hmm. to the next thing. Um, I think it's very um, common for a lot of us to mm-hmm. uh, dwell on what's already happened, mm-hmm. and so I think it's very it's very uh, reassuring that there are people who uh, who have that inspirational mindset mm-hmm. to know that you know what's happened um, is in the past and. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I guess you could put that under the umbrella of the things that we mm-hmm. that we don't have control over, but we wow. can control um, our reaction and what's going to happen in the future. Right, yeah. um, so I really appreciate you sharing that yeah. with us today.
0: Thank you. So as you think about it, uh, are there any websites – uh, social media, any other information that mm. an individual listening to our podcast mm-hmm. could go to to get in touch with you. Um, or unless you don't want them to get in touch <laughs> yeah. with you.
1: And that's a whole different yeah. conversation. Uh, <laughs> totally understandable. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, you know, um,
2: for for the stuff for the Center for Innovation and Economic Development, we do have a, a website for both SEED and G Tech. You know, so sfcollege.edu forward slash SEED, which is C I E D. Sounds like the the seed, but spelled C-I-E-D, <laughs> or, or, and or GTEC, G-T-E-C. So that would be a place to, to learn more about if somebody has a business that they're wanting to launch or or something that we can do to help in that regard. Um, and that's probably the safest way. You know, and all of us at Santa Fe College, it's first name, and mine is Doug with Noah in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, first name, dot last name, at SFCollegeStudy.edu.
0: We, I'm laughing mm-hmm. because we've been talking about names today, and... Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the things uh, we were talking about is you you would say, Doug, without the O. Yeah, yeah. And I used to say to people uh, for funds, yeah, uh, "Yeah, my name's Adam. It's spelled with two A's. And you see this glaze upon people's (laughs) eyes that are like, what is – And so they would ask me the natural question, so it's (laughs) A-A, and I'm like, that's ridiculous no it's 80am <laughs> and it would just completely mm-hmm. uh, blow them out of their comfort zone uh, yeah. to, to be put into a position of mm-hmm. wait a minute I'm completely confused so
2: yeah. uh, see <laughs> so and that's like, one of those adventures because you could have just said it's Adam yeah right. exactly. <laughs>
0: never, <laughs> never a dull moment never a dull moment never a dull moment so thank you again Doug for taking the time to be here with us today uh, we're very excited uh, we really so appreciate it we definitely yeah. appreciate it and And uh, we're looking forward to learning more. We thank Doug for sharing his thoughts, his story, and it kind of brings back brings up a lot of, of thoughts for us. As we were uh, not only in the recording studio recording it, but also now uh, having some time to um, to think about it and kind of ask some questions. I think one of the things uh, that we discussed beyond just how physical activity helps to shape us, uh, which is so important, kinetic uh, th- that kinetic aspect uh, in our lives and. But
1: really, how how do we define success? What is success for us? Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really that's a that's a mountain of a question, right? a mountain of a question, a molehill of an answer. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. <laughs> uh, quotes by uh, Rabbi Adam Grossman, uh, because everybody's personal definition of success is different, but I think that at times we are driven by not our version of success, but by the, by the success vision of others and the uh, people around us. That's
0: such a power, uh, that really is a powerful statement. I think, you know, we're, this aspect of success, and I think with any of these kind of big words, right, love is very similar. We're driven by this idea of what the vision of love is as opposed to what is love internally. There are things that we, um, we can, uh, mark as success for ourselves. Um, uh, but I, I love that statement that it's really the vision of others and how do we personally define success?
1: Right. Uh, it's, and, and me, you know, they, right. We, uh, we sort of touched on this in episode one, right. The people that you surround yourself with, right. Like they have the most influence on your personality, the way you are and the, the energy that you take in and therefore put back out into the world. So if you're hanging, you know, hanging out around people, a lot of times you come up with those Similarities and definition when it comes to these big topics of success, love, uh, what is what is an accomplishment, what is uh, what is a small win versus a big win? Yeah. how do we how do we put that in perspective for ourselves?
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I think there's no better place to really see success um, happen in the way we're talking about uh, than in that physical space, right? Because mm-hmm. you you can take this big goal, right? I, I want to work out five days a week, right? That could be your big goal. But to get there, you need to divide it out or maybe an individual wants to lose a specific amount of, of weight or, or they want to gain weight. Um, is, uh, maybe it's eat healthy, whatever it is, is you can take this massive goal and break it down to step-by-step spaces. And the first aspect is just getting up and doing it right. Cause starting, of, starting, right? And most of us have a challenge of just taking that first step. And I I think if, if we can do that, um, in exercise, it leads to so many more aspects of our lives Mm -hmm. to define what success can be for ourselves, right? Whether that's in career, um, whether that's in our relationships, which are so important. Um, but it definitely takes time, practice, and energy, um, to, to really take, uh, take on, uh, take our own, Responsibility, or take our responsibility on ourselves, uh, to really lay out our goals and meet, work to accomplish them.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I really like the, that you brought up the point about how a lot of times it's these these big goals or accomplishments we set for ourselves, and the goal itself is once once we get started, it becomes much easier because we build momentum, yeah. we build mental momentum. But the yeah. mental block sometimes of getting yourself started is such a big obstacle for so many. And because you can sort of have this snowball effect of the more mental energy you put into how big of a roadblock it is for you, the more, the bigger it seems in your mind. And therefore the the harder it is to cross, to start. That was nice. That was nice. I, I,
0: the, the one thing I really appreciated there was this idea of momentum. And I think with anything, uh, if we can take that opportunity to start and really look at what we personally are driven to accomplish and and driven to do what are our passions, um, if we can lay that out and really just take that
1: first step, uh, that momentum will definitely come. And I think that really one step or one huge piece of that is (sighs) self-awareness. I think that, that. If you know yourself, knowing what you're naturally good at and what you're naturally not as great at helps a lot with your ability to define not only goals for yourself, but goals that are realistic for you as an individual to accomplish in the short term and in the long term.
0: Yeah, it's such a it's such a good way of putting it. I think one of the things that's uh, that some sometimes gets confused is we are able to do anything We have the possibility to do anything we put our minds to. Um, that being said, it's really hard to do it by ourselves. Right. So if we want to do specific things and, you know, I always wanted to be a major league baseball player. That was my goal as a young child. Um, I played a lot of baseball, played all the time, did all these things. Um, I had to come to a realization. It was a tough realization. I I can, I can, (laughs) I can promise you. And uh, after high school that I probably wasn't going to be a major league player. There are a variety of reasons for that though. Right. Maybe I didn't, didn't train hard enough. Maybe I just didn't have the same talent. My peers did. Um, Maybe, it was just not something I was, I was enough passionate about to take the necessary steps to accomplish it. And and I think, uh, or it it could be just personally, I'm I'm a creative guy that likes to go on. Once I do something, then I want to go do something else pretty quickly. So understanding those aspects of ourselves and understanding uh, who we are, I actually don't like that example. What do you think?
1: I actually, I I do. Right. Because you, you say that it was this thing that you were passionate about for such a long time. And ultimately you had to come to the realization that this was like, look, this was your reality that, that this was not that because you are, because physically you wanted to, and mentally you wanted to play baseball, but you also, uh, are in that creative mindset and want to be in a, you want to be doing things that are different. Uh, you know, I don't know how many different aspects there are to baseball, right? There's playing and there's coaching, But other than, but other than that, if you really want to have an expansive horizon, maybe this wasn't the place for you. It doesn't mean you still no longer like baseball. It just means that you have that you prioritized your creative mindset more.
0: And sometimes we're just not right for that particular position. I can tell you just personally, I am not good at details. Uh, I'm, I'm good to bring something up where uh, I can get an idea off the ground, 80% minimum viable product. I, I can get it there and I can manage a team or, or lead a team and, and talk a story. But those little minute details to make sure everything's, all the T's are crossed and the, dots, uh, the I's are dotted, that's not my thing, right? So being aware of that means that if I'm in a position where I have to do that, it's not, it's going to be below average. So how do you find people and work with people to put yourself in a position that we're ultimately going to do this successfully? I mean, thinking of this podcast, one of the great opportunities is working with you, Logan. You're, you're very create. you're very creative, but you're, connected with the details. And it's not just about tools. Like we can figure out technology. I, I don't think I'm just not good at technology is a great excuse. Um, but I think it's more so that uh, my time frame and my, my, where I am on a daily basis, I'm not thinking about those details to getting to ensuring is the sound right. Is the lighting okay? Is the, cause you need lighting in a, in a podcast. Um, yeah, once again, we have the faces <laughs> made for radio. <laughs> So, but I, I think that's the power, and where Logan brings that brings it to fruition is just that mindset of being focused on the details of it, and, and really brings an extraordinary experience to the to the listeners because you're really focused on that space. Well, well, thank you,
1: Adam. You're welcome, I, big guy. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that. I was gonna I was gonna say that I think it's great that you brought up how you're the you're the very high level, the idea kind of man, because I am very much focused on the details. Right, in, in a way, I consider myself a an, an a sp- aspiring perfectionist. And I say that, (laughs) and I say that because, uh, because I understand that perfection is not something that can be achieved, right? We have, we always have this ideal vision, but my, my quest for perfection comes in, in, uh, being really focused on the details. But, but the other half of that coin is that sometimes focusing too much on the details leads you to not being able to produce something in its entirety at all. Exactly. Because you get so focused on, oh, this didn't sound right, or this, uh, this misspelling was wrong, and so we can't publish it, whatever it may be, that that's also, just as, that's also just as equally a hindrance on being able to be creative and actually make things to do things.
0: You're absolutely right. And that's why I think it's, again, going back is finding great people to do, to, to come together in that space that, you know, two people, two perfectionists, a lot of things are not going to get done as perfect as they might be. there A lot of things are not going to be accomplished Two, I guess we'll call me creatives, <laughs> two creatives, not a lot are going to get done because while we'll get to that 80%, nothing's going to happen after that 80%. So there's going to be a lot of details that are going to be missed and, and not that opportunity to take it to the next level. And I think if you can find individuals that offset and balance your weaknesses, the opportunity to really grow, expand and achieve what you're looking to achieve is much greater. Um, and I think what was powerful about what, what Doug just shared with us is really about not letting anything get in the way, uh, um, not limiting yourself um, to, to moving towards and accomplishing uh, those goals or more important, just as importantly, uh, limiting you from the adventures you seek to take. What, is, what would it mean if we could eliminate that idea of, our personal limits, not the limits of de- const- de- destructive uh, tendencies. And and we, we could probably talk about that in a different episode, but really on a constructive aspect of our own mental makeup, what are the opportunities we have to eliminate those things that we, those obstacles we put in our, um, in, in our way that doesn't allow us to accomplish the aspects we're looking to accomplish or taking that first step of writing a list of the things we look to do. What is the starting point to ultimately move on that? Um, I I think one of the things, one of the great things I learned once was uh, every year, I think this is Mark Zuckerberg does this, uh, but I've been doing this for the last three years and it's been fantastic is set up for yourself one new thing to do each year. Right. And, and and push yourself to start it. Um, Not, you know, I'm not, not these new year's resolutions, but you know, I'm going to read a book once a month for, uh, for the next 12 months, or I'm going to do exercise twice a week. Right. Um, but to get there, you have to start with once a week. You have to start to go to the gym. Don't buy a membership. Just go, you know, walk around your neighborhood. That's exercise. Um, it could be, I want to learn a foreign language, right? So what are the things you need to do? So spend once a day or once a week, uh, learning a foreign language. Uh, so I find this, if, if we can eliminate that aspect of limit to what our potential is, could you imagine what we could accomplish both as individuals and as teams?
1: Right, and I think that the important distinction to make there when we're deciding, you know, things that we want to do and things we want to accomplish is that we can, do ev- we can do anything, but we can't do everything. That yeah. I think contributes a lot to these mental obstacles that we put in our own way. And so an important distinction is a lot of times the, what we need to do to accomplish these things, there might be things that are within our control to get there. And there might be things that are out of our control to get there. And it might be, it might be actually that we have, that no matter what we do, we can't control certain aspects. And it might mean that we have to reframe our mindset in order to be able to control those things, right? Like you mentioned the goal of, I want to work out X times a week. If you said, if you jumped right to the, I want to do Every day in the gym, going from zero to a hundred. There's this notion of, we make jokes about all the time of concepts and people and thoughts and ideas where people go zero to a hundred. That is not realistic in any sense of the imagination. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, how does a car start? You don't go zero to
0: 60 you know, like that, depending on the car, you, you still have to have a
1: specific acceleration from zero to 60 and, and some cars are better at it than other cars. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with the fine tuning and the engineering that goes behind that car engine. So how are you engineering a better life for yourself mm. to then get you to the places you want to go at the rate you want to go?
0: It's really, and it's about this idea of self-awareness. What, what are the things that we personally are skilled at? What are the things that uh, we have some sh- struggles with? And how can we get the help necessary to offset those challenges we
1: have, but not limit the ability to get to where we want to go? I think that's great. And, and part of that really starts with... Uh, recognizing our, you know, going back to this idea of defining our, our own version or, or I guess putting together our own definition of success, like we talked about earlier uh, before our conversation with Doug is going back to um, defining what's enough for us Mm. because what's enough for me might not be enough for Adam, might not be enough for anybody who's currently listening right now, but also being willing to like we talked about, go and have those experiences to test our limits to, within reason, but to test our limits to find out what we can handle, what's too much, and what's not enough for us. Uh, I know that we have every single guest recommend uh, a couple of books every show. I'm also going to insert a quick book recommendation for those of you for a are quickie. looking for, for extended reading. <laughs> extended reading, Adam. So the book title is literally called Enough. It's by, the author's name is Patrick Roan, and it talks about, uh, that's R-H-O-N-E, first name Patrick. And it's all about how do we set the expectation and define what is enough for us in our lives. And it talks a lot about material possessions and, and defining what's enough in that sort of space. But it can also, it also talks about and can be applied to, uh, mentally and in terms of what we're involved in, how many different jobs we hold, what, how many different responsibilities we have, what's considered enough. And when we get to that place, once we define enough, how do we maintain that to a place where, because we're no longer on this quest for more, 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 always every day, what what are the, what is the residual impact of that on our lives? Yeah. I, I,
0: you couldn't have said it much better. So I'll try to say it again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, this idea, this idea of enough, uh, kind of Ties into everything we have been talking about, whether that's setting our own goals and our ideas and our, our thought process, reframing our mindset um, into to how to begin and how to how to move forward and how to overcome obstacles, is um, this idea of enough is really the the focus point. Of all of this stuff, because you, you said it just a second ago about um, you know why we don't have to have limits. We can't be everything, right? And or, or we can't do everything. So, what are the things that are important to us, right? Not the things that we need to have in our possession, but just. What are the things that are important to us? It, it could be raising kids, right? And Do do they need to do 15 different activities at the sacrifice of our own well-being because now we feel as though we're a chauffeur, right? Um, how can we limit one of those so we spend time on ourselves to do what we need to do, whether that's bird watching or whether that's doing yoga or, or reading a book? That to me is so spot on is what, how do we define um, – what that limit for us is. What's the threshold of happiness, right? And, um, to each individual, they're going to need specific things. That's really what the four questions podcast is about is balancing within those aspects that we hold today. We talked a lot about kinetic. Um, maybe that's one of the aspects that is, that is, uh, essential for you as an individual and, and essential is your own adventures. Uh, you want to do something, um, more, uh, athletic, um, but for others, it might be cooking and eating healthy, or it might be, um, uh, uh the work that we do. And I, think it's balancing each of these to determine what's our threshold in each. So we can feel accomplished, uh, and accomplishing, uh, each and every day.
1: I couldn't agree more, Adam. I couldn't agree more. I think that this was a, a fantastic episode. Uh, really want to thank again uh, to Doug for having him be on our show uh, and for for sharing with us his words of wisdom and and really reminding us how important the way we think about uh, our everyday life and our everyday experiences can shape not only what we've already experienced but what we will continue to experience today and and in the days following in the weeks and months and years. Toodles. <laughs> You better believe I'm putting that at the end.